You're listening to Wholehearted, a soul sister conversation. You're here with healer and intuitive Donna Lee Winan, life coach Prue Sulisich, and women's empowerment artist Tanya Marie Reeves. Together we are navigating life on purpose. We're pushing boundaries, being imperfect and unstoppable. Join in the conversation by being a part of the Facebook group and connect with your own soul sisters. We are here to inspire and encourage you to live fully into your own life, to be the compassionate observer of your thoughts and feelings, and to make a conscious choice to change what is in your power to change. We are so happy to have you here. Hello, beautiful souls. Hello. Hello. Attempt number three. <laughs> How are you? Don't tell everybody about our fails. It's all good. <laughs> We should uh, save some bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, today we are having an open conversation and um, we wanted to begin with a question we had asked in our Facebook group recently. We got a lot of responses, so um, we want to um, address that. So the question was... If you could wake up tomorrow having completely abolished one habit, which would it be? Ooh, yeah, and I got some responses. Everyone's like, we've all got all the bad habits, all of us. <laughs> I want to abolish them all. And it was good. It was a great conversation to go back and read. So, yeah, let's let's go back and have a look. Should we just start at the top and go scroll down? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so Shane always great. He's always active in the comments, which we love. Thank you, Shane. He said, my inability to sleep in past 6am and yeah, definitely he's got like a frowny face and there's a couple of smiley faces (laughs) after that because I'm like, oh, but I would love to be able to do that. I'd love to wake up early. So yeah, it's it's funny how one, one person's bad habit can be another one's wish fulfillment. Yeah. Mm. I was like, the early bird catches the worm. Just go with it. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. And what did did he respond with? He's like, yeah, not even the wise owls were awake, let alone early birds when I was getting up to start work back in the day. Yeah, that's true. Okay. You must have been getting up really early. So, uh, Prue, you obviously have trouble getting up early. And both Donnelly and I are early birds, mm-hmm. but fuck, it's hard. I totally agree. Oh my god! <laughs> and and is it is it harder? Because let me ask you this. So the reason I don't get up early is because well, there's nothing to get up early for. And like I love to tell myself the story that I'm not getting up early to exercise. I hate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll just do it when I've got time later. And but is it easy to get up when you've got something to go through? And I know you two get up early to exercise, but it's a you thing, not an outside of thing, like not outside of you thing. So it's not like starting work, like Shane was saying, he used to get up and open golf shops and working in the mining industry. So it was a need to get up early. And But getting up early for yourself is different. It feels different for me. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah. Because as hard as it is, I get up because I want to get up. Yes. And, yeah, you've said in the past about how you get up because that's someone who loves themselves would do is get up early and do your morning exercise because it keeps you sane and all the rest of it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And and it also is a thing on those days, like um, I think Donnelly has more trouble with this on those days where you choose to sleep in or you choose to stay in bed and like Shane, you, you uh, still wake up at that time. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's, I think that's your body clock though. Yeah. You know, even I still wake at 5 o'clock on a Saturday and a Sunday and, you know, when you you might have set your alarm for seven. You've still woken up and seen the time, and I and I still have trouble rolling back over. It's like my brain's like trained in that aspect of being awake, so it, it'll take me nearly another hour to fall asleep again. And then if I do fall asleep, I'll fall into that dead sleep. So, but my purpose, my purpose, is always because I just I want to get as much out of the day as. I possibly can, and I love mornings. I just love that not everyone's awake at the time that I'm awake. And, yeah, of course it's hard. It's, it's always difficult to get out of bed. But, yeah, yeah the, you know once you get up that it's going to be worthwhile and you're never, ever disappointed. It's just that bit from when you wake up to when the ego pops in and then you go and it's like you just got to train yourself. So, but there are morning people and there are non-morning yeah. people. My daughter's non-morning and I've I'm not gonna say that I've learned to accept it. I've just I appreciate that we're different. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, if I, I love I, I, go with it. Yeah. Get up. <laughs> go with it. <laughs> yes. Like I like the idea of getting up early. At the same time, I don't find the need when when there's no need to get up early to you know push yourself because I know I'll always crash in the afternoon especially because I'm not in bed super early Mm. so to like compensate on the other end of the day and for example the my kids like are teenagers they're they're later kids they're up late and so if I want to actually have a conversation with them they're up later like it's school holidays at the moment and so I'm up Last couple of nights I've been up till like 12.30 in the morning with them to actually interact with them and that's totally fine because I've got the ability to sleep in a little bit more on the school holidays. So being up, yeah, so being awake for the kids is important to me, like to see them. Um, Yet through the school term we're all in bed fairly a lot earlier, I suppose, so it's just sort of going with it. And in starting next term when I've got this new thing that I'm doing between 6.15 and 8.15 every weekday morning, it's going to force me to get up. And I like that. I'm like, great. I'm happy to get up and have a purpose, go do the thing and then get into my day. But if it was just me getting up for me, there's no fucking way that I would do that. I've tried it. I've tried it over the last 40 years and it's never going to, I just don't want it to work, obviously, because if I wanted it to work, I would make it work. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of individuality. Yeah, exactly. So what was next? Colleen Botton was nail-biting. Nail-biting. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I nail-bite sometimes. Yeah. I was doing it just before, actually. Yeah, I mean, I've got quite a few quicks on my fingers at the moment that are sore because I'm assuming that that's what I was doing. Yeah. So, mm. and I, it's very, it's a very unconscious thing. And 
something that, you know, hypnosis can actually help with this, all these different techniques in NLP that I learned were really helpful because it stopped me doing lots of things. One thing it stopped me doing when I did this technique, it's a, yeah, it changes a habit like that, an unconscious habit was like biting on my pen lid all the time because I was like, that's disgusting. You know, sometimes it wasn't even my pen, for fuck's sake. Like, so how did, so how did you change somebody it? Else's, somebody <clears throat> else had it in their mouth probably. Yeah, how gross. Um, so there's this technique that I learned through my NLP Master Practitioner Training that teaches you to change the habit. Like actually those little things, every time you go to do it, your unconscious mind kicks in and stops it. It's really cool. You used it on me a while back when you first learned it, remember, on yeah. um, when I, I was eating too many Kit Kats. <laughs> That's right. So we stopped at one Kit Kat. That was That's right. That's true. Right. Well, I was allowed to have two two little ones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you can say, yeah, that type of yeah. <laughs> And now biting is a very common, it's like a stress relief release or something, so... Possibly if you're like, stressed and then you become, it's become a bad habit and yeah. you're nail biting even when you haven't got any stress. Do you girls nail bite? No? No, it's never. No, I, I, I'm sitting here and I don't understand it. So, but that's because I don't understand it. Yeah. 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 I um, pick at the skin around my nails. Mm, me too. Yeah. But I don't, I've never, never bitten my nails. Oh, no. My uncle's always short and I don't cut them, so I must. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. maybe. Mm. My uncle um, has always bitten his nails and he hardly has any nail. Like he's done it for so long that now his nail only grows in that little first bit. Wow. Because he's bitten them so far down so often. It yeah. must hurt though. Would yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, um, interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So seek out some NLP trainers. Yeah. Yeah. Give Pru a call. What <laughs> is NLP, Pru? What is NLP? People might not know what it is. Um, Neuro linguistic programming. So it's using language to change your neuro. Yeah, transmitters. Like transmitters, basically all that type of stuff, and to do something to change habits and to do things differently using language. Okay. Yeah, getting into your unconscious. It's a cool modality. Overthinking and okay, so who here overthinks? Hmm. I put all the hands <laughs> up and feet up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so if you're human, you pretty much do some level of overthinking. People say when they say they don't overthink. You know, there's obviously a spectrum of overthinking, right? So it can be a problem or it doesn't have to be a problem. Like some overthinking is really productive and not problematic. And then there's other thinking that is problematic and can keep you spinning in a space that keeps you in suffering is what, what I think of it. Trapped. Trapped, yeah. yeah. And, again, it's a yeah, part of that human human conditioning and all connected to your your beliefs about yourself, about the world, about how things should be, how you want them to be. And the the best news is that there is freedom from this, but there's the only freedom that you can get is within yourself. There's nothing outside of you that can actually 
change this. It's a real, it's an internal, internal job, this overthinking. Stop and breathe. Mm-hmm. Yes. First step. Yeah, awareness. Second, awareness. <laughs> and then stop and breathe. <laughs> yeah. Start there. Yeah, that's right. And then do something different if you're perpetuating the overthinking by doing the same thing over and over again. Well, try something new. Do something differently in the action line. Because a lot of the time it's the the action or the inaction especially in overthinking that keeps you in the overthinking stage. You can't outthink an action-solving problem. You've got to take action. Mm. Yeah, you've got, and you've got to interrupt the pattern. So mm-hmm. whether, whether you understand, you know, what Prue's saying is that when you notice that you're overthinking, then go and wash the dishes or go and get a glass of water or go and walk outside. So deliberately do something different to what you're doing to distract you because that interrupts those proprioceptors, those transmitters, so that that's how you'll begin to change the habit. So if you don't know how to change the habit, you'll be thinking about how to change the habit and you'll just go in that circle. So the the whole point is to interrupt it. And it can be so simple. It can be getting up out of your chair. It can be um, going and hanging the clothes on the line. It's just stop and change. And that hearing, feeling that sense of stop. and, And that's a really powerful thing that you can do in the progress of changing those things. You don't need to be thinking about changing the thinking. It's just interrupting the pattern, which will bring the change that you will then recognize, oh my God, I've just changed it. And your body will go, that was different. And then it'll want it again. And then know that you fall back into that habit again. And because there's a pattern, the pattern is being there a long time. So the pattern is going to want to like the ego, oh, let's keep you there. But then you've got this little place where it says, oh, we did something different. And that each time you do that little bit of difference, it builds new neural pathways. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the perfect, it. yeah, the perfect example is this eating and overeating, which is a really big topic that people are bringing up on this chat. Like if there's one habit they want to stop, it's like emotional eating, overeating, overthinking. It's all the same stuff. The action is currently overeating or eating food that's not aligned to your body or whatever. And so the what Donna Lee was said is changing in the moment, like catching it, changing and doing something different. It's like if you're walking to the fridge, and you you normally open the fridge and eat something out of the fridge. Well, close the fridge, do five star jumps, <laughs> you know, like do say something to yourself, spin around, like give yourself, do just do something different. Get a glass, have a of, glass water. of water. Yeah, have a glass of water instead. The power is in the doing something different and changing the action and being aware when you're doing the same thing over and over again. And if you're not willing to, because if say you're you're at the fridge and what drove you to the fridge was, you know, worrying about something that's going to happen and you're at the fridge and you're like, I'll just have a piece of chocolate because that always makes me feel better. And when you're at the fridge and you're like, I still need, I still want to feel better, but I don't want to have the chocolate. I'm going to have the chocolate anyway. It's like, well, 
you know, you'll get the same result. So doing something differently is getting the glass of water, not having the Kit Kat, <laughs> you know, if you've had the two already, um, have a glass of water instead. So it's all connected, like, and it's all in the power of doing something different. So the hab- changing habits and, you know, have you girls read Atomic Habits by James Clear? Yeah. Yeah. It's the best book. Like it's the yeah. easiest book to read. It's got the simplest. Habit uh, stacking. Yes, it's just, it's great. Yeah. And so if you're struggling with anything, like read that book, like everybody on this chat, if they, if you want to change a habit that has become an unconscious habit, you need to, you know, follow his little recipe for success because it works. It really does work. Mm. And it tells you why, why it happens. And yes. So it explains it so that you can understand it better. And then when you can find something that you're already doing in your life, you can stack the habit with that. Mm-hmm. And I like when I started try, trying to drink more water, I associated with when I went to the loo for a wee, I would have a glass of water. But I had to put notes around my house. I had to put a note in the toilet, a note on the wall of the toilet so that I could start to trigger that change. Mm-hmm. Mm. And after you've read Atomic Habits, read the five-second rule. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, as an implementation strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I must remember to put those links in the chat. Yes, yeah. we will. We'll do that. Yeah, everything that we've talked about will definitely link in to the show notes. Mm. So, yeah, Atomic Habits and Five-Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Yeah, all these things can be overcome with the awareness, doing something different. Like I I feel like I almost want to promise people that if they do something different, it is going to change. Because but That's the empowering part, isn't it? That's when you get to realise that you're your own power. Yeah. Yes. Because if you're staying, if you're, if you're saying to yourself, but I, so mine was to be easily distracted. If I was like, I'm just easily distracted and I was like resigned to the fact that I could never focus on anything. It's like, well, fuck, like I'm, I'm making my bed and I'm lying in it. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, I don't believe that to be true. Like I, I also already have proof of the opposite. And if I continue to believe I'm easily distracted or I worry about everything or that I bite my nails when I'm stressed or that I overeat, that I'm an overeater, the, we will prove ourselves true. So the power in the language is I am over an overeater it's like well you've attached your identity to it and if you're if you can say it differently differently and say i struggle yeah, with i have i have been an overeater in the past and i'm working on it which means when you go to the fridge and you're grabbing that piece of chocolate you're aware of it and instead you're like you know what i'm going to just get a glass of water instead that's you working on it but you can't just think about working on it. You've got to actually work on it. <laughs> and so if you actually work on it, like, yeah, the promise is it'll change. Like the the result will be different. If you get the glass of water over the chocolate every time you go to the fridge, the, the result possibly, I'm not promising this part, is weight will go down or you'll feel better or whatever. So, yeah, there's, there is like that promise piece. It's like, yeah, if you do shit differently, of course, it's you're going to get a different result and you have to be okay in the the discomfort of not reaching for the chocolate when you feel like it's going to make you feel better in that moment if you're 
at the fridge because you're feeling uncomfortable about something else. And it's like, it's okay. You can feel uncomfortable. And then choosing the discomforts. Like I can be uncomfortable in this moment saying no to chocolate or I can be uncomfortable in my body when I've got extra weight on my body. Choose your hard. Yeah, choose, choose the hard. What else? What else was there on this chat? Yeah, so lot, lots of people saying overthinking, overthinking about absolutely everything. <laughs> uh, there's another one, sleeping in till 11 a.m. So, again, what needs to change? <laughs> what could be, what could happen to not sleep until 11 a.m.? How would you, how would you? Oh, you can use to help you in that as well because there's often, often, you know, outside things you can do to help that inner voice. You know, you know, overeating Kit Kats. Take the Kit Kats out of the equation. Yeah, make it difficult. That's what James Clear says. Make, make it, it difficult. If you've got a if you're standing at the kitchen at ten o'clock at night wanting a Kit Kat and there's no Kit Kats in the house, typically typically you're not going to get in the car and go to the the shell to get a Kit Kat. <laughs> you're going to not eat the Kit Kat. Put your mm. alarm in another room. Yeah. Mm. Tell someone to come in and strip all the covers off you. Yeah. Not, not only that, maybe I live with someone that's not a morning person. So I, I read that comment about 11 o'clock. There's another part to it. Well, if you're talking about it and you, and that's what I'm picking up, talking about it, then what is it that if you do want to get up early, what is it that you want to do with getting up early? Maybe you've got to think around, you know, apart from pulling the covers off and putting the alarm in a different room, that could still make no difference because you just pull the covers back on and you go and turn the alarm off and hop into bed. So maybe you need to look at what what is it? What is it that you want to do to be up early? You know, is there is there a reason or do you want to experience it or what can you put in your life that encourages you to try it for a while? You know, that might be the other thing too. I don't know if that's the right yeah. perspective, but that's I'm also thinking, well, yeah, you can talk about this, but what what's it related to? You know, mm-hmm. I know like I am a golf focused person and I do like to get up and to do my exercise early, but I'd always probably do it anyway. But it gives me, you know, there might be other reasons or other things that you can attach to it that you could have it stacked to it or you might want to, I don't know, I'm just thinking not just talking about it. If you're you're wanting to change it, well, then you need to change other aspects in your life. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not just getting out of bed. Okay, what am I going to do when I get out of bed? Um, no. And on the other end of it, like what were you doing the night before, that like getting you out of bed at 11? And, yeah. and I just yeah. want to also say, you know, not all these are a problem. Sometimes we make no. a problem, but they're not yeah. even a problem. It's like me, like me getting up not super early in the morning. I'm, I'm not saying I, I don't even get up late. I get up at 6.30. Um, and but I was making that a problem. And it's yeah. like, oh, I, you know, I'm not getting up to exercise straight away. Oh, that's such a problem because out in the world I'm seeing other people do that and it's working for them. Well, guess what? I'm sure there's heaps of people that are work, like exercising in the middle of the day or at the end yeah. of the day and it's still fucking okay as well. Yeah, so, making it wrong. Yeah, making it wrong. It's not wrong. <laughs> it's like so don't just do something because you think you should be doing something. Do it for actually for you. So sleeping to 11 a.m., 
who the fuck cares if it's that's the life that you want to lead? Absolutely. Right. Working out in the evening does not suit me. Yeah. So if that means I go to bed at 8 o'clock to get up at 5 o'clock, then that's what I do. Yeah. But, you know, there's plenty of people like you, Prue, that won't get up at 5 o'clock to exercise and are quite happy to exercise in the night. Yeah. But this, this is an interesting topic. It's kind of got a bit of a tangent going to it. Is and it kind of relates back to the idiom talk we did around all these all this conditioning belief yep. that is, and we're forgetting that we're all unique individuals. And and I and I talk about Raya because she's taught me that that's how that's how she functions, and and I have observed that as wrong during early parts of life and now I've like in the I've had to not get used to it I've just had to look at it at a different perspective so you know we're so conditioned into what's right and wrong isn't it and and it still happens inadvertently without Mm -hmm. us even we can be really practiced at this and say we're doing this but we still pass judgment because that's how our thought processes work we just get more efficient at at navigating flow and it takes all kinds to to be involved in our life and I think if we're if we're I guess the circles that we attract to ourselves is how we navigate that flow to live our life in in a more comfort of ease is arounding acceptance you know it doesn't mean that we have to say I'm just trying to I'm, there's a point that they're making here um because this this is what life's this is what's life's all about is this constant change in what we think should be or could be or would be and we're and we're wanting more flow so we're learning to let go of the should could woulds mm-hmm. to have more acceptance but it also helps to align us with people or organizations that are more in our in our flow and yes. that's not bad either no that's exactly right the the life by design you choose it there's nothing that is right or wrong for you mm. you just need to figure out what that is for you and in the comments when people are like eating my feelings eating too much sugar not that type of stuff like i understand why people make that a problem because it might be a health related thing and it is it can become a problem you know that type of stuff and so if it's not aligned to your higher self what do we need to do to change it? So I suppose that is the thing. It's like, oh, is this aligned to my higher self? And, you know, even back to the question, is this something that someone who loves themselves would do? Question. Mm. Yeah. And if it's a no, well, possibly that's when you can change it. But for yourself, like, don't seek the answers outside of you either. It's like seek the answers within. Like, who do you need to be to be the person that gets up at you know, for Shane, he's the opposite of Fiona. Yeah. They want to do the opposite. It's like, who's the person, who do you need to be, Shane, to get up at nine o'clock? You know, and is that aligned to your higher self? So the struggle that he has with, I can't sleep in past six o'clock, which is a real body, it is definitely a body clock thing. But do you want to be a person that gets up at nine or eight or what? what is it? What does that look like for you? Yeah. And the opposite as well for Fiona, if she wants to get up earlier, is that aligned to your higher self getting up earlier and why? Like 
what is it aligned to? Mm. Mm. And how and how you could play with your idea. I know we're talking about sleeping, but you know, even exploring if you've got the capacity to be able to to lie in bed for another half hour or three quarters an hour or an hour, what can you do with that time? Does that mean that you pick up a book and you start reading a book and you're adding something different to your life? You know, it's yeah, just I think it's to me, it just it's so exciting. It's opportunity to play and explore with your own life and your and your own discovery of yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. like, let's look at it like that. Yeah. Design your own life. Yeah. Mm. What's your thoughts, Tan? Well, that's what we're all trying to do, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah. I know. There's, yeah, we've got, there's so much pre- like pressure on us to conform to things. Mm. And it's just, we, that is something that we need to let go. It's the, the whole I am stuff. It's, it's like open. <laughs> You don't even have to finish it. <laughs> like, yeah. why do why do we need to finish it? Like, today I might be this person, and the next day I might be something else, and it's fine. Don't yeah. we don't have to have a complete idea? But what I what, what I was just thinking though, as before I started that sentence in my mind, was if you want to figure out what your higher self, you know, who the higher self is, like what that is aligned to, like think about yourself in ten years time. And write down a perfect day in the life of you in 10 years and just have a look at what that looks like for you. And for, for me, definitely not getting up at 5 o'clock. That five, getting up at 5 o'clock is not on my, you know, perfect day in my life. And it's like, but what does that look like? Maybe it does get, I am getting up. Sometimes if I was looking at a week, you know, maybe I'm getting up earlier. Maybe I'm yeah, doing things differently on different days. But, yeah, what does that actually look like? Like think about it because most people don't think about it. They're like, oh, I should be doing this and should be doing that. And it's like, yeah, but what, why? What's the purpose of it? You know, I don't, what- even, I don't even think it needs to be 10 years down the track. I know a lot of people, myself included, that have find that overwhelming like looking you can look at who you are today are you are you who you want to be right now and mm. write, write a, a version of yourself that you want to be right now yeah yeah that's true yeah don't but you don't need to wait perfect day whether yeah right now yeah that be tomorrow or five years down the track or 20 years down the track who do I want to be and how do I want my day to look I think also that we don't realize that we've got the capacity to live in this moment exactly how we choose to but we we're we're so conflicted by shoulds coulds woulds and it's like I'm just sitting here going my god hey what Tanya just said yes like we like guys we can we can do this. We can do this. Yeah. Play with it. <laughs> yeah. Because sure. we are the designers and creators of our life. We think that we're um, constrained by other things, but even in those constraints we can still find our 
our uniqueness. And what if you do that with, you know, the people in your family that you're living with, you start looking at that from a different perspective rather than how we've constructed or said we should or, you know, like it's, yeah, interesting. I really, it's exciting. We know, mm. I hope we can continue on something with this to keep encouraging people to dare to be their own cupcake. <laughs> That's yeah. what I just said, just be your own cupcake. You can <laughs> choose what coloured icing, what design you want. You can be plain. You can be simple. You can, but you've got, it's like saying your 10-year thing, design your own cupcake. Yeah. Mm. So, okay, so let's let's tell people what we want our life to look like so we can give them examples. What okay. does it look like? Well, mm. I... Well, I'm. I'm not. I don't know that this is. But while you were talking, I was. I was thinking about in ten years' time. This was just one snippet. Was that ah, just the crispness of the sheets and the linen laying next to my man, bare skinned, having the most gorgeous cuddle? Oh, yum, <laughs> yum. Yeah. <laughs> thinking. Well, yeah. Fuck five o'clock. I'm going to be staying here till six o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. No, just, yeah. just that just that window when you were talking about it going, oh, my God, the Christmas of linen, the sea breeze coming through the window, laying bare-skinned, you know, like we, we, can, we can create and create and create. Who's to say that that's not real? Mm. What do you always say, Prue, living, living, you know, the future now, whatever, you always yes. say something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't have to wait. Don't, definitely no. don't have to wait. Yeah. Well, all time is now, so we can mm. create whatever we want and live live it live it now, like it's mm-hmm. like it's already happening. I think that's yeah. what you say. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm gonna after this conversation. I think I'm gonna go and write some stuff write down. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I just got excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and like, how right? simple is that? Like that, and that's just beautiful. See, it's not. It's not overthought. It's not unattainable. It's none of those things. It's you. Imagination. Yeah. (laughs) Some crisp sheets, you know, your, your body and potentially someone else's. And you know that it's just, it's just beautiful. It's just not overcomplicated at all. No. Yeah. And then what it leads to, you know, is feeling the sand under your feet and the smell of the beach and like there's just so much that comes with that. Think sure. future topic. Maybe we can make a topic <laughs> of where we each bring our imaginary story. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Spirit's saying, have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, for my for my vision, I, I always see like my vision is quite simple. Like my everyday life is really simple. It's waking up not super early. It's, you know, enjoying enjoying that morning peace and, you know, po- even like a little bit of unstructure in the mornings just to be able to be in my dressing gown and my Ugg boots in the winter and, you know, have my cup of coffee, do the things that I like to do in the morning without rush and to be productive through the day because I want to I achieve stuff. But then when the kids are home from school or, you know, in the evening when it's like family time, being able to be connected and have that freedom to be present with my family in those moments. 
And yeah, and you know, then I then I have always have that vision of me walking in like a beautiful white sundress down the cobbled streets or steps in Croatia or Croatia with a big straw hat on and dipping into the sea. And I'm like, oh, and I, I, and I can feel, I feel the, the sun on my skin and the breeze and the smell of the, the sea. And I just have that vision and I'm like, oh, that's really, but, and the feeling of fulfillment. And yet I also have that real proud feeling as well. It's like, oh, I've created this, this life and just always knowing it's possible and then showing up in these moments right now to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. To be that person now, which is calm and, you know, fulfilled and proud, which I can be right now. I don't have to wait till I'm walking down those steps in Croatia to, you know, feel those things. I do feel them pretty much on a regular basis now and with intention because, if I can live it now, I can live it whenever. I'm not waiting for my future. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. It's a real simple simplicity in life for me. Yeah. What about you, Tan? To be honest, I'm having a bit of a hard time with the circumstances of that future self right now. Mm. I'm in a bit of a reevaluation, I guess, on what those things are that I that I do want. But in the feeling of things, I definitely want, I keep going back to the cliffs in the, how I felt on the cliff tops in Gozo. Oh, and that's what yeah. I keep it's just that freedom and not having anything holding me back that I can do what I want when I want. <laughs> yes. Just that, nice. just that calmness and, yeah, the calm and the, the peace and the space around what may or may not arise within that. You mm. know, it doesn't all have to be um, glitter and rainbows and sunshine, but being able to navigate through when things aren't so great. Mm. Yeah. Still holding sure. that that freedom and that peace through the good and the bad and the everywhere in between. Beautiful. And that is, that's, that's it. That's the, that's life with the polarity of being able to hold all that negative emotion and still know that the opposite is true as well. And so much power in that. And you're doing that beautifully. Like you are so doing that so well. And I know that you're like, I don't know what exactly that looks like. That's that's okay. There's no, you don't need to know the exact details. It's more about the feeling because yeah. we're just chasing the feeling. That's all we're doing. That's all we've and got. It's real really. presence. Yeah. No, I love this topic. I think it's it's nice. It's funny. It started out as like looking at habits that we want to change and empowering hopefully our listeners to like of course I can I can change anything that I want to and then ending on this like greater vision of the feeling that we want to live into right now and that we it's available to all of us Mm -hmm. it's never unavailable if you want to take any belief from this it's like oh whatever I choose is available to me in the feeling for sure shall we have a reading Hmm. I've got four decks here. Okay. 
we're going to go one from this one and one from this one. I'm just checking in which ones to come first. Okay. You're asking a question. Okay. All right. Oh, if we can all take a nice big breath. Oh, feet on the floor. If they're not on the floor, imagine they're on the floor. And if you're listening to this driving, don't do this. <laughs> okay. So there's a question. You have a question. And so what, what comes from this will be the guidance that you are asking from the question. Keep breathing. There we go. <laughs> it's just yes. 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 Do you want any more information or is that enough for that one? Good. Okay. Right. So we're going to move. Yeah. Move. Are you sure? Yeah, I am. Okay. We're going to because it was one on one, but I just want to check if the card had come up and said more information, well, then I would have given you more information. Okay. Um, this deck. All right. So you asked a question. There's your direct guidance. This, this relates to the direct guidance, but this is about you personally, but in what we've talked about today and we've, and Prue said it before around um, the, the up to usness. This act, this card's a very important card. Just let me tune in because this is a feeling card. Mm, this is, this is good. a body. Yeah, this is a body card. This is, and this is an uncomfortable card. It's uncomfortable because it means that you have to feel <laughs> they're going not from the outside, from the inside. And remember, they said, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Ooh, we need a big breath here because there's a lot of stuff going on through this part of our, it's activating the sacral chakra, which is, yeah, navel sacral chakra, navel sacral chakra. So yeah, it's combining new energies, but it's, oof, this is a big card. Mm. Embodiment, getting rooted in the ground of your tree. And I say it that way, but that's exactly what they mean. Get those roots in the ground. Let yourself feel, let yourself feel this. <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't want this card. Well, maybe they don't want this card. They're fearful of this card because it's going to be an experiential card. Gosh, I'm sorry. There's a lot of chakra work going on here. There it is. It's possibly two. I'm going to put that one over there. <laughs> Makes me laugh. So this card is the star ancestor. Follow the voice of your soul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you're unsure around what this means, I think what I might do is I might do a bit of a reading about it later. Um, just give me a sec. You don't need permission. 
you've always got permission. So if you think that you don't have permission, that is, they're calling bullshit on that. Yeah. Yeah. Calling complete and utter bullshit on that. Okay. And this, this star ancestor is that we came from the stars and we're particles of all universal energy. And what I look at here, there's all these um, star constellations that have been shown and it's let yourself, I'm looking at particular stars. So when you look at this card later, it's look, I want you to isolate a star on the card and let yourself resonate with that star on the card. Because what the star on the card is saying, this is you. Let yourself feel into this and stop making it so difficult. There's a lot of information in that card. Like if you look really closely, you won't you won't see it on screen. But there's a lot of hieroglyphics in the back of the cards. There's a lot of sacred geometry. There's light language. So, yeah, follow the voice of your soul. So to follow the voice of your soul, you require to be with yourself so that you can feel what that feels like as the voice of your soul. If you don't know what the voice of your soul is right now, that's okay. But give yourself the time to be having a cup of tea on the veranda or sitting in the sun or washing the dishes those moments of um, of where we seem to blank out, you know, where we sometimes that happens. You you're you're not anywhere. It's a form of meditation. That that's what they're encouraging. Is just notice it, be with it, explore it, encourage it, listen to the language. It's there. It's never not been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll talk to you about the other one that came out, but that that'll do for now. <laughs> very good I love that yeah it's just it's and I said it in my words was it's always available to you Mm. yeah whatever whatever you're seeking it's always available and I think that card just confirmed it just great yeah beautiful and yeah it feels it feels like a peaceful card and just to ease off yourself you know all those things all the people that we're talking about overthinking and overeating and the over of anything it's let's be kind to ourselves and just tap back into into us and see see what it brings up. Mm. Okay, I think that's it for today. See you next. Thanks time. for being here. Bye. Bye bye. Love to all. Thank you so much for being part of this Soul Sister conversation. It would mean the world to us if you like and share this podcast with your own Soul Sisters. Follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you are so inspired, leave a review. All suggestions and questions are welcome and you can drop them in the Facebook group. Thank you, beautiful souls.